0: Hi, welcome to the i podcast. My name is Kyle Deoguta. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to be in your space every single week. The i3 podcast is an intervention to making sure that your leadership journey is beautiful and your experience wonderful. Every single week, we come with world class content in providing you the tools, the techniques, and the templates that all exceptional leaders have in building exceptional organization and exceptional teams. In today's leadership podcast, we'll be speaking about what we term the heart of leadership. The heart of leadership. If you do not have something, you cannot give it. With the heart of leadership, leadership becomes not a position to be attained, but a platform for influence. Many times, because of what is going on in the global pandemic and the social Um, injustice or racial injustice taking place around the whole world many people do not rise up to the expectations of what leadership should be in terms of leadership in terms of crisis we want people who can rise above sentiments who can rise above pettiness who can rise above self um above self uh, paranoid tendencies Now, those are the people that can drive the changes that organizations want. Those are the people that can drive results. Those are the people that can drive the things that will become lasting. Now, because if you do not have these people, what happens very clearly is the fact that you would have created a group of people who cannot respond or who cannot exploit or who cannot appreciate the circumstances in which they are presently living. Now, so the heart of leadership becomes like an iceberg that what you see outside, you see outside as um, as results. Underneath it, which is huge, are the things that really contribute to the result, which are unseen. So like the human heart, if the human heart is not seen, I mean, you cannot see it physically, but you know it exists because you are still alive. So your heart is still pumping blood, your heart is still moving things, your heart is still regulating um, oxygen, you know. Now, those are the things that comes out when... The heart of leadership becomes um is studied you now begin to find out that there are pointers that tells us that if someone has this heart for leadership then the person will be able to do well in leadership position that the person will not just be um be a misfit but the person will be a round peg in round holes or a square peg in square holes whatever you want to call it now the amazing thing about it is the fact that in many many organizations worldwide you find out that there are a lot of people in positions of leadership in positions of authority that have small minds i call them small minds with big positions they always create dysfunctional units dysfunctional homes even in homes dysfunctional marriages dysfunctional um, teams or dysfunctional countries because people never rise up to what it entails to have the heart for leadership so what i what i call the pointers for leadership and if you have these pointers then he tells me that you will be an exceptional leader because um the crisis like the COVID crisis has done to expose the underlying heart of a leader you know whatever has been covering it what the crisis just does is just just take out the clothing just take out the mask and what you see is your heart and if your heart If you don't have the heart for leadership, then you probably would be exposed. And now there are a lot of times that I look at people, I look at very exceptional people who have done very well, but they are not they're not they don't have the heart for leadership. Now they could be great managers, but they will not be be great leaders. And we see them abound in many organizations. And that's the reason why you find out that someone has done so well. And you've not thought about the father. You've not you've not you not you've not holistically looked at it. That if the person does not have the heart for leadership, then the person will not be able to do what the leadership positions. The most amazing thing about it is the is that these things are clear, they're visible, and very few people would miss it except you are not paying attention to details. When people crumble under the weight of crisis it's because of the fact that they've not understood that crisis actually is the crucible for leadership to be expressed crisis is a crucible for leadership to be expressed so when you have been trained by life and crisis come what happens is that your heart of leadership is one that will be exposed what are the pointers to the heart of leadership? I'll bring to you five pointers today. And those pointers are the things that, if you're in leadership development, if you're mentoring people, if you're trying to bring out the best out of people, if you look at a young child and you're trying to bring out the best out of his leadership, what you should be doing is to look out for these five pointers. The five pointers are number one, status quo challenger. If you ever see any person love to challenge the status quo, then the person has the heart for leadership. You know what? Because everybody tries to keep the status quo. Everybody tries to maintain the status quo. In organizations, majority of the people want to do things the way we've been doing in the past. Well, that's the way our ancestors did it, that's the way we're going to be doing it. But when you see someone that has a that has that lost a challenge the status quo, then the person is a pointer to the fact that the person is going to be an exceptional leader. Now, when I talk about the fact that um how do you challenge status quo because it takes courage it takes character to be able to challenge the status quo it takes courage it takes character to be able to challenge the status quo when jack wedge became the g, um g uh, ceo some of the things he did were really revolutionary you know why because some of the businesses that gave them that gave them opportunities they had to turn their eyes to say no to them now the status quo. If you prepared, if you want to keep the status quo, when the opportunities come, you cannot exploit it. When threats come, you cannot respond to it because what you're interested in doing is to is to keep the status quo in operation. That's why the first pointer to any, in my opinion, to anyone that the person has the heart of leadership is if the person loves to channel the status quo in an organization. It doesn't mean that the person will be rude, it doesn't mean the person will be mean. It's just like the person will challenge it in intellectual terms. Can we do something better? Can we do something better? That And that is the first sign of excellence because whatever stops getting better, stops getting good enough. Whatever stops getting better, stops getting good enough. So if you are just about starting school, very soon you will not be good enough. Exceptional leaders love to challenge this at school. The second point uh, which I think that every exceptional leader should be looking out for is the fact that they have a social orientation or a service orientation. Sorry about that, service orientation. What I mean by service orientation? I mean, they're always thinking about what can we do to be better instead of what can I gain. You find that people, a lot of people come to the table, what's in it for me? But the person with a service orientation comes in that what's the need for our customers? What's the need for our clients? What's the need for our stakeholders? What's the need for the people that depend on us? What's the need for our constituency? Those are the people that have a service orientation. And I realized that if you change the I from illness to we, the I to we, that's from I to we, what you have is that you transform from illness to wellness many people are ill because all they see is themselves all they see is all about them but people play championship but it's teams that win championship people play competitions but it's teams that win what championship so if you want to win you've got to be transforming yourself from the i to the we because with the we we come with our strength everybody come with the strength the organizations everybody come with the best of themselves and the person that tries to navigate that is a person that will be an exceptional leader. The fourth thing I look at when I I look the some pointer that I look at for an exceptional leader, the person who has the heart for an exceptional leader, is the person that no loves to shape behaviors. Behaviors are what gets our results. If you want to change your results, you have to change the behaviors. Now. If someone has the ability to shape behavior, the person has the ability to become an exceptional leader. If the person comes into a table, we all come with what I call um, a mental odor. You come to the table and those things change. After you've left, Or things remain the same. Now, somebody comes to the table and changes things, changes the way people think. It shapes their behavior. It can change the, the, the trajectory of the organization. And that's why it's important for me to tell you that anybody who does that, that knows how to shape behaviors, is going to be pointed out to the fact that the person will be an exceptional leader. Because ultimately, whenever you're in a leadership position, you want people that will shape behaviors of people to the direction that you really want them to have. Because without changing our behaviors, the things will still be the same. It was six sigla who told us that we can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. That would be insanity. So a pointer to the fact that somebody is going to be an exceptional leader, it's simple. Is does the person has the capacity to shape behavior or the person does the person shape behaviors normally and naturally comes to your room and the room is is sad and the person leaves the frankness. That's going to be an exceptional behavior, an exceptional leader. The fourth point uh, in which I look at the father, does the person see correctly? <laughs> see correctly means the father. Many times when you talk to people, you find that they are always a function of the past realities or the present challenges. But seeing correctly is that if someone sees beyond the past realities, someone sees beyond the present challenges, and someone sees a future that is desirable. You see correctly. You see correctly. There's this story that... Um, that um, that had one time, that t- a man took his ch- his son and they went into into the desert, and as they as they got there, they slept under the tent, and by the time they woke up the next morning, the s- the father asked the son, "They said, what can you see?" He said, "I see the stars, I see I see the vast number of things," and the f- and the father knocked the son's head. and said, "Can't you see that our tent has been stolen?" it's seen correctly it's seen everything in the perspective in which it needs to be seen so when someone sees correctly when someone does not see just because of the fa- that when someone does not, does not see only from the past realities or the present challenges but sees a future opportunity a future dream where vision is bad, then the person is seen correctly so, you see an entrepreneur that you see a group of people not wearing shoes. See correctly, it's not seeing them not wearing shoes. See correctly, is that like, you know what? Can I sell a dollar shoe for all for this million people and, and, and they will profit? That's seen correctly. That's the back piece of, of vision. Seeing where people can be, seeing where the organization can go, seeing like Bill Gates did many years ago, a computer on every table, seeing the impossible that you may do or seeing the visible that you may do the impossible now the fourth point um, the fifth point at which I think every experiment leader has is what I call the love to shoot systems every system every system as presently as it is will be getting the results that he wants if you do not know how to tweak systems you probably will not be able to change organizations Therefore, every exceptional leader is always thinking of how do we shift this system so that this system can be better. It may even be a belief system. What are we believing? What system have we believed? What system is holding us captive? Those are the things that exceptional leaders will change that point us to that person being an exceptional leader. That point us to that person being an exceptional leader. And finally, I'll call this social, social skills. That's not social media. But the ability to enter into someone's shoes to empathize to listen to people the ability to follow through the ability to subject emotions to the group decision those are social skills those are social skills those are social skills if anyone has all the six pointers in my opinion the person will be an exceptional leader look for the skills when you're looking for someone to take over from you look for the skills when you're looking for someone to hand over an organization to look for this these are pointers to other person will do well and therefore all it takes is for you to look deeply and the heart of leadership will speak from these pointers and once you see these pointers what happens People become better. Wow, the, um, our podcast time always flies, and um, it's also a privilege to be your space every week. So today, I just want you to know that if you've enjoyed us, try to subscribe or try to um, send to many people, and um, and give us a feedback and let's know how you've been enjoying.